Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. I'm John Norman and for the next uh, 20 minutes or so joined by Gareth Batty and uh, Steve Harmison looking back at day three uh, from uh, Green Park in Kampur uh, where the uh, first test match between India and uh, New Zealand potentially has taken a decisive step towards a result. New Zealand bowled out uh, on day three for 296, um, a deficit of 49 runs. Uh, but then Cole Jameson snaffling at the wicket of Shubman Gill, uh, meaning uh, India lead at the end of uh, day three by 63 runs. Uh, two full days uh, to come. So potential for, uh, for a victor uh, or possibly a draw. We shall see. Plenty to look back on in a day where Aksar Patel took another fifer. And uh, five runs is all that separated uh, Latham with a, a much-deserved uh, century. Um, a couple of what-ifs, perhaps, for New Zealand as well. And uh, an innings uh, that we'll never, ever forget by Tom Blundell. Uh, you're listening to Following On. So, Gareth Batty, Steve Harmison, uh, we'll, we'll start from the beginning, will we? Because, uh, shall we? Because um, it was absolutely New Zealand's day on day two. India knew they couldn't afford for that to happen again today. Otherwise, they would finally be behind in the, the match. And I suppose what we saw today was reason why, even with a score of 129 without loss, a deficit of uh, just over 200 runs, we always felt that India still were in control of the game. Um, and we saw that today, didn't we? We saw uh, some brilliant bowling from Patel uh, with the new ball. He took a, another fifer. Um, and we essentially saw India strangle New Zealand a little bit. The runs are very, very difficult to come by. And whilst that was happening, the pressure was never really put back on India. How did you assess the day, Gareth? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was pretty much how uh, Shreyas uh, Ayas said yesterday that they were going to try and dry up the runs and apply some pressure and take the wickets. And I think that's what they did pretty much all day. 
If you go through the uh, the economy rate of the three spinners, say, just to start off with, you've got Ashwin at 1.9, you've got Jadeja at 1.7, you've got Patel at 1.8. All three of them wonderful bowlers, wonderful skill. Somebody was going to take the wickets. It was Patel today who bowled brilliantly. He was able to bowl wide of the crease and challenge the inside edge, but also spin it from that angle, which uh, Jadeja and, and, and Ashwin had found difficult. So it's good to have the three. Obviously, Ashwin chips in with his nice little three for at the end. And Jadeja took uh, a fine wicket through the gate uh, of the young um, left-handed batter. So, look, it will be changed around who takes the wickets. But while they're controlling the rate, as it was said the night before, the prescription of the cricket that's going to be, going to be played is, is absolutely nailed on. You're going to have to find a way to just rotate the strike or... You're going to have to take some big risks and try and hit one of them out of the attack. Um, Steve uh, Harmison alongside you as well. Gareth Batting, look, India is uh, one of the few countries in the world where you want to be batting at the top of the order. Uh, and so it proved today, you know, the point was made by Jarrah Kimber before we got underway was that, you know, Tom Latham faced a huge job as a left-hander facing the likes of Ravishandra and Ashwin. Uh, but the importance of runs from the first two batsmen um, seriously important and when you look at that scorecard it's stark isn't it 95 for Latham 89 for Young apart from that only Jameson went past 20 if not for that opening partnership of 151 then you would have thought that uh, India would feel they're, well, they're probably just a couple of sessions away from winning it was a crucial opening partnership yeah, it was, and you know, not without luck. I think there was a couple of times that Tom Latham have, have gone to DRS. I think in the old days, of before DRS, New Zealand would have been out for 120, 140. Um, I think Tom Latham overturned two LBW shouts, and then he, he should have been LBW if it wasn't for, I think, I think the umpire, Neaton Mellon, was sticking his middle finger up. I think he gave... Uh, he gave Ravi Ashwin the bird there for running in front of him because I think he was just sick of him because he was stone dead was was um, was Tom Latham um, and he wasn't given out and yeah that's not Tom Latham's fault that was the petulance of, of Ravi Ashwin with the umpire and like you say 95 and 89 for Latham and Young respectively that was that was the that was always going to be the the tower of strength with with Cale Williamson at the top of, of the order. That's where they need the bulk of the runs. Um, and again, they, they did, they stood up. But after that, it's very, very difficult to start on these surfaces. And especially when you've got three spinners of the quality that India have got. That once you do come in and the noise from the crowd gets going and the atmosphere around the bat gets going, um, it is so important and vital that your, your opening pair do withstand some of the pressure that you know the new ball then the first the first spell of the the spin bowlers do give you. So they did that. They're still in the game, I think, just um, largely down to you know DRS going their way. But you know Will and uh, Will Young and Tom Latham was a fantastic partnership. Well, let's hear how it sounded here on TalkSport 2. Now edged off. First slip, third slip, and it's gone through second oh. slip. Oh, they've gambled with their slips, and it's come up not trumped. Oh, that's a four runs. Full, two straight from uh, Ishan. Beautiful leg glance from Will Young. Ishan Sharma in once again, and that one's driven past the catching extra cover, out towards the cover boundary for four. Oh, yeah. that's caught behind. Outside from Ashwin, it's sad for Wu Young, because that was a magnificent inning from him. 
and uh, he is very frustrated as he leaves the ground. Sharma again, outside of stuff, and this is just punched perfectly. It's just so low energy cricket, really, but perfect timing by Tom Latham, and that goes out for four to the cover boundary. Oh, that's chopped away off the back foot by uh, Williamson. It's beautifully played. It's gone for four. It's beaten cover point. Oh, I tell you what, he's just bowled an absolute... Oh, he's forgiven. <laughs> he's been given. I, I thought that was going well over the top. Gone. Kane Williamson is out. Yeah, and uh, we shouldn't forget, should we, guys, that uh, despite the uh, the run rate really slowing to a crawl, if Williamson has survived another three deliveries, then just about would have been New Zealand's session because uh, Williamson fell right on the stroke of lunch. Um, uh, Will Young uh, missing out on a century again. Uh, narrowly so. He was out for uh, for 89. Um, but did you see a difference in the uh, in the way that the uh, the Indian spinners, the Indian bowlers came out to bowl this morning? Was it just about controlling the run rate and they knew that eventually that pressure would tell bats? Particularly yeah. the last session um, of the of the second day, I felt like they were just getting into the groove. There's a there's a definite rhythm to Test cricket uh, for the bowlers in particular. There is for the batters, obviously, but y sometimes the batters are dicti dictated to by the by the bowlers. And I just felt they hit better areas consistently. They had better understanding of what speed and trajectory they were going to bowl on this surface to get more out of it. And they mixed it up quite nicely to challenge both edges of the bat. Uh, I suppose on this uh, day, and it's obvious to say with um, Aksar Patel getting the five wickets, I felt like he used the crease better than possibly the other two. So he was able to get wide on the crease to challenge the inside edge of the, of the right-handed batters um, and try and get them coming down the wicket to then just, just drag his line a fraction wider or just to clip the outside of off stump for the odd outside edge ball and we saw a great take from the keeper at one point um, but I felt like um, they just had a stranglehold on the game and India once that first partnership had gone and bearing in mind it was a partnership of 151 runs there was nothing of substance after that in a partnership and uh, they really struggled to rotate the strike and I suppose without uh, throwing him under the bus Blundelfist I think it was 84 dot balls in his innings uh, that kind of sums up how that sort of bowling period and the sessions went it was sort of a three year, three hour period where England just uh, India just uh, strangled uh, the life out of the New Zealand batters and gave them nothing and made it very difficult to score and there was always going to be a ball in it with skillful bowlers uh, the first wicket going the way of Ashwin, the second uh, for uh, Yadav. But there was, uh, as you may mention, Harmi, uh, a little bit of controversy, wasn't there? Uh, Ravishandran Ashwin having uh, quite a deep-heated uh, conversation with uh, one of the umpires, Melon, who was essentially saying he was unsighted because Ashwin was running across his sightline. Um, explain to uh, the listeners who, who possibly weren't awake at... Uh, it would have been probably about 10 past five in the morning. Uh, what exactly was going on? Um, essentially, though, Ravishandran Ashwin wasn't doing anything wrong, wasn't he? He wasn't breaking any laws of the game. No, he wasn't breaking any laws of the game. Um, but from a visual point of view for the umpire, I'd imagine he was getting right up the umpire's nose. He was getting right on his nerves. And that, to be fair, that's that's up to the umpire, that. Um, he was bowling from, he was bowling right arm round the wicket. And then by the point of contact when the ball was, you know, the batsman was striking the ball, 
he would be in his follow-through as if he was coming over the wicket. So he's running, his follow-through's going right across the stumps, right across the umpire, but he wasn't going inside the, the sort of the five-foot mark. So from that point of view, he's not breaking any laws of the game. But I think the umpire, from a visual point of view, I just had enough of that keep constant going across and you know, every now and again he would go over so it was I think it was more getting on the umpire's nerves more than anything else and I think he was having a word with him and the bats knows Ashwin more than more than I will but he looks as though he's quite a stubborn character he's somebody who likes a little bit of confrontation when it gets into the battle we've seen him sort of man a couple of people in the IPL when they were getting under his skin so I think, and I noticed it was when, after you had the conversation with the umpire, he would last ball the over, knowing that he wasn't going to have to get his cap off the umpire or anything like that. He would do it last ball the over. And I think it was just to wind the umpire up as to say, I'm not doing anything wrong here. You know, you just do your job properly and, and make decisions. And the problem he had was the decision that the umpire made against Tom Latham wasn't one in the positive for, for our Ashwin. And maybe it's because he was going over and round the wicket. He wasn't sure from a line whether it was going to hit the stumps or it wasn't going to hit the stumps. And between the keeper, who was substitute, um, Rahani, and obviously Ashwin, that didn't go to the DRS, which was the problem. Because if it had gone to DRS, it wouldn't have been umpire's call. All three reds were in a row and he would have been out. So I think the petulance of our Ashwin cost him that wicket. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. 
Mm, well, um, they went to lunch, uh, buoyed by that uh, late wicket of uh, Kane Williamson, of course, a crucial one. And uh, must have had a couple of cans of Red Bull during that 40 minutes break because uh, whilst it may have been a little bit of a crawl for the first session, suddenly play speeded up and uh, there was uh, four wickets uh, in that session as the uh, test swung decisively towards India. Let's have a listen to how it played out. That's a lovely shot from Ross Taylor. Overpitched from Umesh Yadav on his pads, and he's off the mark with a glorious clip through mid wicket for four. And that's out. That's caught behind. Beautiful bowling by Akshar Patel. So Ross Taylor is gone for 11. New Zealand, 214 for three. Oh, he goes for the sweep. I think that's outside off stump. Nick Menon just completely disagrees with me. Henry Nichols sweeping oh. there, but he's been given out LBW for two. Akshar Patel stumps. He's got him. He's gone. Tom Latham has gone for 95. This one's bolted. It's hit the foot marks. It's spun back through. It was a bit of a tentative push from an open face of uh, Ravindra. So Ravindra has Ravindra. Bold. Yeah, Taylor going for 11 nickels for two. Latham, five short of a century. And uh, Ravindra, who uh, looked pretty good, actually. It certainly looked like he set up pretty well on debut for 13. So four wickets falling in the afternoon session. Um, Gareth Batty, give us your uh, your thoughts on Patel because, um, you know, he was beating both sides of the bat, wasn't he? He was firing it in. He was putting side spin on. But as you may mention, it was his use of the crease. Um, and the delivery points, it's certainly how he set up Ross Taylor uh, for uh, for that dismissal. But you saw it throughout the innings. And, uh, I mean, what is that? Is that four or five fifers in just four test matches? He's, uh, he's certainly made a, a, a huge impact. Um, and when you consider he's, you know, he's having to bowl very often after the likes of Jadeja and Ashwin. And he's still taking fifers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's five in four games now. Um, by my uh, my reckoning, and um, I think I think that's not to be underestimated. What you just said there, John, he's coming in after four other bowlers. He's the fifth bowler. That's not an easy thing to deal with, sort of from a mental point of view. Particularly spinners trying to get three spinners into the game is a very difficult thing to do, particularly when you're the third. Um, and being a finger spinner, you know, it's slightly different if you're a leg spinner and uh, you've got that uh, sort of inconsistencies. He's very consistent and wants to bowl the overs. Um, but no, I, th I think the way that he did use the width of the crease was the difference between him and, and Jadeja and even Ashwin to an extent. Um, and I felt like you've got two balls that uh, kind of highlight the fact that he used the crease so very well and the ball was reacting differently. You've got Taylor where he's gone wide of the crease, angled into the inside of off stump, turns grips, nicked off to the keeper. Wonderful piece of bowling. But then he's got Blundo where he's gone wide of the crease again, slightly canters the seam underneath so it doesn't quite grip the seam. Actually skids on, stays real low and hits the base of off stump. Two kind of similar balls, completely different reactions. So... It's kind of a good look play that, but he's actually using the conditions that he's been put in front of him with the surface. There are some inconsistencies, but getting it out of the pitch is not that easy. It is very skillful bowling that we've seen from Patel that has actually been the pick of all the bowlers in the game so far uh, that's got the most out of the surface. 
Yeah, 241 for six when Ravindra uh, was uh, dismissed. And then we saw quite a strange innings from Tom Blundell. He's a naturally uh, attacking batsman, a uh, wicketkeeper batsman. They always are, aren't they? Um, well, actually, apart from BJ Watling, who's just taken over from. But essentially, it, it was almost like New Zealand were very, very conscious. It's almost like they wanted to get through to T without losing any more wickets. But also, I'm not sure what you think, Harmy. 13 from 94, he ended up with Tom Blundell. But at the same point, Carl Jameson, who is, um, and uh, you know, he, he throws the bat around himself. I think he took 15 deliveries to get off the mark. Were New Zealand taking time out of the game? Was that the game plan there? Because, of course, unless they bowl India out on day four, India are going to have to make a call on the target. Um, and that period of play just seemed to me like they were just, they were just trying to take time out of the game and just bring a draw back into the equation because from that point onwards, I don't think anybody really could suggest, unless they bowl India out for 120, that New Zealand are going to win the game. Yeah, but I think from a Tom Blundell's point of view, he's batting at number six. He's not. It's not as though he's batting at seven or eight. He's in the top six. He's there to 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 essentially score runs and try and give his team a, a chance to win win the Test match. If he got 13 off 94 balls, if he gets, even if he just even if he just gets, if he faces 94 balls and gets 32, 33, that's you know just that that takes time out of the game because that's more runs that India need than further down the line. He just, from a visual point of view, he just looked as though he was just, he was there to block. There was no, there was no thought process. I'm trying to block it into this gap because I think I can get a single. Short legs being, you know, we've now got a short leg in so I can hit, you know, I can go a little bit further across them to, you know, try and work them to the leg side to rotate the strike and get a single. There was none of that. It was just as though he was playing French cricket and he was blocking. And I thought he dug a hole for himself, which gave the Indian bowlers a bit of confidence because, let's be fair, at that point, you know, they the weren't bowling that great, the Indian spinners. They were they were landing it in areas and then the odd one was going down leg side where they were getting clipped. So I, I just thought he, he, the initiative went even further in, New, in India's favour because of how... Tom Blundell batted. He's a number six who should be looking to get runs to give his team a better chance. It just, for some reason, it just didn't see, sit right for me. And I just thought the hole that he dug was going to put pressure on Jameson to long handle it, Saudi long handle it a little bit later on if they were going to get anywhere near the target that New, um, India got in the first innings. <sighs> was he trying to take some time out of the game? Yeah, quite possibly, but. I think in the in the modern day, the way the, the where the things where these test matches go, I think he was uh, if that was what he was trying to do. I think he picked the wrong option. Mm, yeah, interesting. Well, look at T two hundred forty nine for six. Blundell was still in at that point, but had played most of his innings. He fell uh, quite uh, soon after the tea break, uh, followed by uh, Southy as well. Jameson hung around. In fact, he was the third highest scorer, and William Somerville without uh, scoring many runs, stuck around 52 deliveries himself. Let's uh, uh, listen back to the highlights of the evening session. Oh, he's bowled him. That one's kept low. Tom Blundell's oh. gone. Bowled by Axel Patel. He picks up his fourth wicket. Undone by the lack of bounce. There he goes. Jameson down the ground. 
over the infield, nobody at long on. Oh, he's bowled him. Oh, that's a super delivery from Axar Patel, who takes another fiver. Ashwin, one more dot ball here for two maidens in a row. And he flows this up, and Jameis goes for it. It's very high, though, and it's going to be caught by Akshar Patel. And it's another pull shot, and it's a beautifully timed one from Ajaz Patel, and it's gone away for four. Jameson coming in for his first ball of the, of the second innings. He bowled him. He has gone straight through oh. Shubman Gill. That is incredible. That is stumps. 14 for one after five overs. India lead by 63 runs. So there we were, yes. New Zealand bowled out for 296, trailing by 49 runs, and it just gave uh, the opening pair of India um, what turned out to be five overs to bat out. We only thought we'd only get three or four. The light was coming in, uh, the clock was ticking towards uh, stumps, uh, but that was enough time for Cole Jameson to uh, comprehensively dismiss Shubman Gill for just one. And, you know, Gill, you know, uh, Harvey Jameson's not a fast bowler um, and it was almost like he was deceived by by the length of the ball as much as anything but he missed the ball by quite some distance didn't deviate a great deal and uh, yeah as I say comprehensively bold and to be honest with you Jameson probably and should probably should have got Pajara on at least two occasions following that it could have been even worse for India yeah it's, it's typical Kyle Jameson drawing a batsman not from a, his height not wanting the batsman not wanting to come forward that's first and foremost Shubman Gill um, young man uh, pretty inexperienced who plays a lot of shorter format cricket has just fielded for 142.3 overs his feet look like they've just fielded for 142.3 <laughs> overs so you, you do pick up and that's what you as a bowler you know these are the things that you try and target at the end of a long day when the opposition's been in the field for a yeah, you know, a, a long period of time. The opening batsmen have to come out. Well, then you try and challenge their footwork, whether it's if you've got a little bit of pace in the wicket, I would always go short ball, short ball, try and push the batsman back and see if he's on his toes to sort of fully come forward with a with a ball full towards the stumps. And But this time the short ball's not in the game. Kyle Jameson got one to hit the top of the stumps, which is... From Shubman Gill's point of view, it's not a ball that he would ever think about coming forward to because of the size of Carl Jameson. But unfortunately, that's what this big man does. He gets he gets you caught on the crease because of the fuller length that he bowls. Nine test matches, 50 wickets, the quickest in you know, New Zealand history. Tells you that this kid is the real deal. And um, he showed it there tonight. And Bats made a good point in between, in between innings about how to bowl on this surface. What, as a captain... You'd be looking to tell your bowlers to try and sort of look to challenge the inside of the bat. And if you have get any lateral movement from the swing, then you know, if it goes past the outside of the bat, you know, even better from a from a mental point of view, from a, what's going to put doubt in the batsman's mind. But this one went more or less went straight on towards middle and off. It kept going and, and duly abide by knocking the timbers over. And it was just the boost that New Zealand needed. A uh, little bit of breaking news for you, actually, just coming through from Cricket South Africa. Their current series with Netherlands uh, has been deferred, essentially. It's been paused uh, because, of course, this new variant of COVID, which has uh, emerged out of South Africa, which has uh, meant uh, travel bans around the world into southern African countries. So uh, um, the first uh, of three ODIs was uh, interrupted because of rain or abandoned because of rain. 
Uh, the uh, last two will not happen. The Netherlands team will stay in their hotel uh, before they get out of South Africa. So that's a blow because, of course, mm. um, even aside from the, uh, the human aspect of this, of course, India are supposed to tour South Africa. And I'm not sure Cricket South Africa could afford for them not to, but uh, that brings that into sharp focus. Uh, just a couple of moments uh, before we, uh, uh, we let you go. Bats looking ahead to day four. That wicket and the fact that New Zealand clawed uh, a little bit of time out of the game and, you know, they got within 50 of uh, India's first innings target. Just means we've got a game here, haven't we? Absolutely, game on. Uh, you could see the body language of uh, New Zealand this evening. They, they wanted to keep bowling tonight. They didn't want to come off. Admittedly, it's a good time to be bowling where you're not going to have a huge workload in your body. But, uh, you know, it would have been easy for them to say, look, we've had a pretty decent day. Come on, then let's go get our feet up. They were, they were hunting wickets. Um, I, I think that the hardest thing for, for India tomorrow will be to keep a clear mind of what they're actually looking to do for in the moment, not the bigger picture. The bigger picture is how many runs do they need before they pull out if they bat well. They'll be looking for some sort of a declaration. But there's a whole load of work required before that decision can be made. And it will be interesting to see how some young players uh, go about their business when there's this sort of a kind of a target in the distance. It'll be interesting to see how some senior players that are under a little bit of pressure with some of their superstars uh, not playing this game, being rested, how they go about it. Are they going to play the match situation for themselves or are they going to play the situation the team requires them? There's a lot of variables from the Indian point of view. Ultimately, they are in the box seat. Of course they are. But uh, it's never quite as simple as just go out and get uh, 300 runs in uh, at a decent canter when the pitch is slightly turgid and there is a little bit on offer. I don't expect it to be pitching middle of the stumps and flying over, over the keeper's head. I think it's, uh, it's still a pretty good surface. But um, it's going to be a fascinating day tomorrow, that is for sure. Brilliant stuff. Gareth Batty and uh, Steve Harmison uh, will be back alongside Neil Manthorpe and Jared Kimber uh, from 4am uh, in the UK on Sunday to bring all of the action. And we had some action today here on TalkSport 2. Now edged, oh, first slip, third slip, and it's gone through second oh. slip. <laughs> oh, they've gambled with their slips, and it's come up, not trumped. Vishant Sharma in once again, and that one's driven past the catching extra cover, out towards the cover boundary for four. Oh, that's caught behind. Outside from Ashwin, it's sad for Wu Young, because that was a magnificent innings from him. And uh, he is very frustrated as he leaves the ground. Oh, oh I tell you what, he's just bowled an absolute... Oh, he's been given. <laughs> he's been given. I, only, I thought that was going well over the top. Gone. Kane Williamson is out. And that's out. That's caught behind. Beautiful bowling by Akshar Patel. That ball pitched outside off stump. Taylor pushed at it. It left him. There's a big edge by the look of it. Very good hands by Barat, who missed him with the stumping earlier. So Ross Taylor is gone for 11. Oh, he goes for the sweep. I think that's outside off stump. Nick Menon completely disagrees with me. Henry Nichols sweeping oh. there. He's reviewed it straight away. I think that's outside the line of off stump, but he's been given out LBW for two. Extra Patel oh. stumps. He's got him. He's gone. Tom Latham has gone for 95. This one's molded. It's hit the foot marks. It's spun back through. It was a bit of a tentative push from an open face of uh, Ravindra. So Ravindra has Ravindra. Bold. And that 
is T249 for six after 118 overs. Oh, he's bowled him. Oh, that's a super delivery from Axar Patel, who takes another five for. Ashwin, one more dot ball here for two maidens in a row. And he floats this up, and Jameis goes for it. It's very high, though, and it's going to be caught by Akshar Patel. And it's another pull shot, and it's a beautifully timed one from Ajaz Patel, and it's gone away for four. And he's bowled him. Ravi Ashwin wraps things up, and New Zealand have been bowled out for 296. Jameson coming in for his first ball of the, of the second innings. He's bowled him. He has gone straight through oh. Shubman Gill. That is incredible. That is stumps. 14 for one after five overs. India lead by 63 runs. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final... You can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.